0: All right, and we have kicked off. This is the Play On podcast at Podcast Play On. Uh, you can hit us up on all social media sites and at Beer at Bands. Don't forget to share. Don't forget to subscribe. Uh, your podcast is getting you through Corona and the lockdown. Uh, everyone who's commuting to work, hopefully you're listening to us. You're staying safe, or those just working from home. Hopefully, this is bringing a bit of. Uh, light relief into your life uh as always it's myself ben with ash how are you getting on ash
1: yo what's happening yeah i'm all good how are you
0: very well very well good to see you. I, mean, I can actually see you see you today now we're doing it's the been a while yeah <laughs> it's yeah been a while. and uh cow is always in the wing just making sure everything runs smoothly cow how are you doing
2: not bad hope you guys are doing well you guys are actually looking surprisingly neat for people in quarantine
1: Nah, bro. You don't want me to zoom in. <laughs> put,
0: your he- put your head down. Let's see your hairline. <laughs>
1: Straight McDonald's, bro. <laughs>
0: looking good. It's looking good. We're looking fresh-faced. Um, yeah, so as always, uh, we're going to be talking to everyone about uh, what's been going on in the football news recently. And we have a very special guest. Before I want to introduce our special guest, someone I know really well, uh, I just want to say sort of it feels like every week we're giving out our commiserations and thoughts to people who have passed really amongst this madness. So uh, honourable mention goes to the rapper Ty, Ty who a lot of us grew up listening to uh, from South London um, the artist mogul Andre Harrell uh, and also of Little Richard uh, and Little yeah. Richard passed away so three people within the music scene. If you have lost someone or you have got someone who is dealing with COVID-19 our thoughts and prayers go out to you yeah. uh, hopefully stay safe stay home and the new one is now stay alert which i don't really get but that's that seems to be the new the new slogan to change it up um yeah just be just be careful everyone i know it was uh, VE day as well so happy v day um so yeah now we've got that that out of the way um our guest is uh, someone i know well uh, he works at Brum Radio, uh, he's a presenter of Second City Sounds, and he's also got a podcast that he's been working on called Dreamfest uh, Podcast, is Pete Steele, how you doing Pete?
3: Hey fellas, how are we? Good man, great right. to have you on. Thank, Thank you me. very much. <clears throat> for coming Thanks. on. Thanks, for, I'm also head of music at Brum Radio as well, that's, uh, that's an important thing to mention because uh, anything music going on in the City, I, I have a duty to know about.
0: Nice nice nice. And um how long have you been doing that for? You've been
3: in Brum radio. Uh, so Brum radio the concept started in about 2013 14 um and then me and a guy called Rich Farmer who basically set it up. Um, we started broadcasting in late 2015 and then we sort of officially launched uh, February 2016 so nearly 5 years.
0: Nice, nice, nice. And you're getting um, a steady uh, wave of new music during this during these times,
3: or do you know? Surprisingly, so actually, I think uh, the ability to to record in your own bedroom nowadays and the quality you can put together means that I is just sitting at home putting out tunes, and uh, it's still as good as it was if they if they went to a studio. And actually, pleasantly surprised by the amount that's that's still being put out there, in, especially in Birmingham, anyway. It's really, really good. I recommend it next time you come up. It's going to check yeah. out some, some Brummy music.
0: Definitely, definitely. Um, where can people uh, check that out on the social media sites, those listening? Uh,
3: so, the uh, brumradio.com is where everything's situated. So, if you want to go and find out anything about the station, you can go there. Um, we put everything on Mixed Cloud as well. And social media is at Brum Radio. I'm at Brum Radio Pete. And uh, yeah, it's Brum Radio, Brum Radio, Brum Radio. There you go.
0: Big up the Brummies, big up the Brummies.
3: Big up, them up, indeed, because we don't we don't big ourselves up enough.
0: No, you we're don't. Too, you don't.
3: We're, a bit, we're a bit too self-deprecating. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as, a, as a city, yeah. Um, right, and just for the just for the uh, benefit of the listeners and everyone involved, what is your team? Who are you supporting? Uh,
3: uh, pff, uh, Aston, long long suffering Aston Villa fan. Unfortunately, uh, but it's been 30 years now. I've been supporting them since I was about eight, eight years old. And uh, yeah, this last decade has been probably the worst, <laughs> the worst footballing decade of my life so far. So yeah, it's been good.
0: <laughs> Highs and lows. We usually have a, we get our guests to sum up the season in three words. So if if I could ask you, could you sum up Aston Villa's season in three words?
3: I can do it in four. Can I do it in four?
0: Has that got a swear word in it?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> v A tinkering R, oh, that's what I'm gonna
0: say. It's been a funny season with Aston Villa you know, with VAR getting some decision well, a good few decisions against them.
3: Ah, uh, just a few, just a few. And really oh just ones that really stick in the gut as well. I mean, I mentioned the Arsenal one, uh, but that's not even the that's not even the worst one. The the Crystal Palace away, Ooh. Jack Grealish done in when it wasn't a dive and we should have had a point and it still still angers me to this day it really does there we go there we go i can talk about that old day but i don't think you want to hear it
0: now we'll uh, we'll drop it in and out but those are the type of decisions that will make or break your season as you try and stay up um yeah. Right. Moving moving firstly on, we usually do a season review, uh, and Ashley's been really good at coming with a new uh idea for this episode's review. Now Pete, you just touched on Jack Grealish and I know Ash top player. Uh, uh, top yeah, player. Ash. Ash has Thank got you. his mentioned. So Ash, I'm gonna pass it off to you.
1: Yeah, so um we've done kind of um, player of the month, we've done manager of the month, we've done goal of the month. We're now gonna look at um the young player of the year contenders. Um going through the, the um, research, there's about 13 players that we're going to focus on seven to start with. Um, and let, why don't we start with Grealish? So, um, Jack Grealish, first season back in a premiership as an Aston Villa fan. What would what do you think would have made him the player of the year for you, Pete?
3: Um, if we'd not been in the relegation zone, mm. uh, if as a team, we could have pulled together a bit more, not relied on him so heavily, mm. I think people would have... Um, yeah, I think he'd he'd have added more goals and more assists to his game, mm. mm. I and mean, he's got his goals and assists are already up there amongst the best in the in the division anyway. Um, but it's one of those I think public opinion of him will always sort of hold him back. Uh, I think people made up their minds about him very early on in his career, and I mean we talk about I talk about tribalism a lot. Uh, just the fact that he got punched on the pitch last. <laughs> last season (laughs) just kind of it sums him up from one aspect but then the fact that he went on and scored the winner in that away at St Andrews uh, for me just makes him a top top player like not many not many players could do that get punched in the head and then go on and score the winner that's that's top level talent for me
1: yeah he's quality (laughs) Ben Ben what do you think about um, young Jack
0: so I was I was I've always been a fan of him and I've said it on the podcast sort of the way he just Carries about carries himself around on the pitch, um, socks down. He carries the ball well. His his, his ability to distribute. Um, there was a lot of issues over his head about his off the pitch antics. Um, you know, partying when he was young, and then I know recently he was caught. Well, he was seen to be uh, ignoring social distancing. Um, yeah. But and then there was a there was interest with Spurs signing him, uh, and that didn't that didn't fall through. And rather than Sort of throws uh, toys out the pram and whatnot. He got his head down. He got Villa promoted, and then there were questions over his head: Could he do it in the prem? And it's it's been proven that he can, and he's been maybe other than Tyro Mings, I think he's been better than Mings. Sort of Mings has been a bit more exposed at the back. but he's mm. been Villa's best player. He scored at yeah. Old Trafford. He's he's done it on the big games, um, and he's warranted uh, an England call up. I think he got, and it was mm. it was arguments between who's going to be England's number ten, him or Madison, and I think he's mm. done enough. Um, to show that he could be given a chance. And then there were was, was shouts of him possibly going to United, which Villa fans, if they stay up, and we'll talk about this, you know, obviously in a bit, they've got to be worried that they're, 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 you know, their poster boy, he is Aston Villa, if he goes to, you know, the mighty man United, what how do they feel about that? But I'm um, definitely a big fan of Jack Grealish. Um, so, yeah, I think he's done really yeah. well.
1: You mentioned, you mentioned James Madison, so he's kind of coming up next as well. Um, Cal, if you have to choose between Madison and Grealish, who are you picking?
2: What a choice. Um, <laughs> me personally, I absolutely love Jack Grealish's game. Um, I was watching him before uh, he got promoted into the Premier League with Aston Villa. And I was thinking at the start of the season, he could be one to go out and, and absolutely smash it this season. If you go back and listen to it, I think maybe on our first episode of Play On, he might have been that might have been where uh, I was talking about how much I like Jack Grealish, and um, yeah, he he's, he's lived up to his potential, man. I really mm. like his game. Um, I like that he can kind of play on the wing or he can kind of play in behind the striker. Mm. Um, I think he could he could push on and you know maybe maybe play for a much bigger team. Mm. Um, We'll not, to, not, much,
3: not much bigger, Cal. Not much bigger.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I there's, like only, how, like, there's only
3: four teams in the league that are bigger than us anyway. This, this so,
2: is yeah. true. This is true. <laughs> let's, let's be real. Champions League only. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, I just kind of like how like, he just seems to be the main man at Villa. Like everything goes through Jack Grealish and, mm. and he's really good at creating and he can get on the end of things and score as well. Um, two decent feet, d- decent turn of pace, can beat players. He's an exciting player to watch, man.
3: Um, Madison's so. good,
2: and, but mm. I don't know, I just like watching Jack Grealish a bit more than I like watching Madison and maybe because Madison's got um, what I would think are better players around him as well mm. um, so it looks like Jack Grealish maybe has to do a bit more mm. uh, in order for him to to look so good, you know
1: Yeah, I, I think, think if, he- you put, if you put Grealish, if you stop the players around, it'd be really interesting to kind of see and I think obviously that's a big if, but I still think Grealish's level will be really high. Sometimes I think Madison needs the ball in certain areas to really mm-hmm. have an effect on the game. Um, and I've been really impressed. I think at the start of the season, I definitely would have said Madison over Grealish. But as the season's progressed, I think Grealish has really grown into into his role. What do you, What are you guys' thoughts about Madison, um, Ben first, and then Pete? Um, yeah, I think
0: he. Well, he's a, it's a different type of ten. I think mm. he won't carry the ball and drive as much as Grealish does. who then causes. Issues, you know, draw defenders in and he can distribute it. And uh, I think he's got a better set piece, though. I'd rather Madison at free kicks and corners, if I'm honest. Uh, It's yet to be seen over penalties, but I definitely think Madison's got one of the sort of best free technique, free kick techniques in the league. And he's, he has, he's really good with players running around him and off him like Vardy and Harvey Barnes and whatnot. So he's got the assist. He's got the eye there. Um, So Madison had a wonderful season last year. And then it's, it's started off really well this year and then sort of faded a bit, but I'll I'll, I'll take Grealish.
3: Cool. Pete. Yeah. uh, but I can't disagree with any of that, really. I, li- I like I like James Madison a lot, uh, as Ben mentioned with his free kick ability. Um, of course, they're really good mates, James and, uh, and yeah. Jack. Um, and it's interesting what you said about maybe putting Grealish in that Leicester team, and how would it, how would it, how would he flourish? I think you, I think you'd absolutely murder it in that team mm. with Tielemans alongside him, and then Vardy up front. Uh, and people forget that if uh, people look at. Goals scored and assists as like the key stats, but one thing people don't look at is the chances created, which yeah. is not down to whether you know you can you can create all the chances in the world as you like, but if they don't get put away, they don't sort of count almost. Yeah. But for chances created in the last three years, I think Jack Grealish is like in the top in Europe for chances mm. created, and people forget to look at that. And so if you put him in a Leicester team with the amount of chances created, I think Leicester would possibly even win in the league. Yeah. I think that's how, that's how good he could be for him. No, that's a
1: that's a really good shout. I know that um Madison's created 75 chances but I think Reed really is created even more. Um mm. so they're they're that kind of second and third favorite. The favorite for the um for the title is actually Trent Alexander-Arnold. So um yeah, I mean fair fair um Pete, do you want to talk about yeah. his season so far.
3: I I like I like him a lot. He's I think mm. people forget he's still, was he was he's only still in like 19, isn't he? 19 yeah. 20, if that. And I think sometimes defensively he gets caught out mm. quite badly, uh, losing the ball in dangerous areas. But going forward and his delivery and his set piece, he's just uh, he's he's one of the best in the world at the moment for me. Yeah, attacking. Okay. But go, going back, he's still got he's still got work to do going defensively. But going mm. forward, he's one of the best right-sided players in the world. Not not just defensively; like he could be an attacking winger, attacking forward, easy. Mm. Over yeah,
0: to you. no i i i agree um he is yeah, i mean it's hard to think of him as sort of a young player because of what he's done uh for Liverpool in the last few years in in the champions League among you know that free kick against Barcelona last season the quick thinking um I remember his he's free kick when he burst into the scene, and he's just got a phenomenal, phenomenal delivery. Like people saying, one of the best in the world. Um, it'd be interesting. I was speaking to a Liverpool fan about thoughts of maybe moving him into the centre midfield in years to come, um, just uh, dictating the pace with his passing. With the defending, all right, he's he's not as strong as the others alongside him, but the way Liverpool press and they get the ball high up, he's not been as exposed as he would be. Uh, against you know if he was playing for lesser teams um i, d- I feel he'll win it as well, just sort of on mm-hmm. a side football note he is i don 't think he can do any wrong at the minute where Madison uh, and Grealish were getting bad press for yeah. every little thing they do. I know Madison was dropped on the England team when he was out um, <clears throat> excuse me, or just thought he was a bit too big of his boots so I know these other things have a, have a part to play the way media and whatnot perceive players. But he's, yeah, he's, I mean, like, he's playing in the best team in, in the land, best team in Europe. Uh, it's a And he's, he's a homegrown lad. So, mm. yeah, he's, I can see why he's favourites to, to win it.
1: Yeah, no, I hear that. There's three strikers that were kind of on our list. So we had uh, Marcus Rashford, Tammy Abraham and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Um we'll start with Pete again. You can pick one of the three strikers to kind of speak up speak up their case for us.
3: Oh <clears throat> I've been a f I've been a fan of Rashford Ooh. since he first came on the scene. Um uh quick, strong, skillful, can finish. Uh when I saw him at, you know as an 18-19 year old, I thought this guy is possibly the future for England. Mm. Um and playing in a Man United team, the pressure that brought Rings. he seems to have it really well um seems like a really level-headed guy off the field as well um yeah i think rashford out of those three although i want to i mean tammy abraham got to put my hands up tammy helped us get promotion last year Can't, uh, <laughs> that guy that guy will always always have a, a, a place in the villa hearts um but calvin lewin he's for me one of the sort of surprise most improved mm. players for me this season. Really surprised how well he's come on, the amount of goals he's been getting. Um, stuck him in my fantasy team early, paid off well, <laughs> happy with that. So I could make a case for all three, but Rashford for me okay. Uh, okay. is is the best of those and I think w- would be uh, player of the year for me out of those okay. three. Mm. All right. I think
0: that, yeah, the uh, the other two. So just just building on what Pete said, the other two have, have managed to surprise everyone. Uh, Calvert Lewin had a few other players in front. I mean, he had Moise Keane, was it that came over from yeah. Italy, and he had mm. the other Turkish uh, striker, um, Cheng
1: Tossen, Tosin.
0: Tosin, yeah. He yeah, didn't quite do it. So and it was and there was a lot of uh, ups and downs with Aston Villa with uh, Ancelotti coming in, but he's really taken to him as a sort of 4-2 four, four with uh, Richarlison and Walcott working around him as well. So I've been really impressed with him, the goals he scores. I mean, he, he could have put Arsenal to bed. I remember at the game of the Emirates, not too yeah. long before we broke up, where I, he just he just needs to be a bit more clinical and have a full season with Everton as their main man. Mm. Main then he'll be, you know, he'll, he'll definitely be up there. Uh, and then again, Tammy, the uh, the views were: was he gonna, was he gonna do it? Was he gonna make the jump from the Championship? He was also at, was he Swansea?
3: Yeah, yeah, Swansea in the Premier Villa. League. Yeah.
0: So he was doing it, struggling with a, you know, a bottom half team. And then in the Championship, he was he was absolutely destroying it. So could he have made the jump? Big club like Chelsea, and he proved he could. Again, I think these two they work on their. Uh, finishing a bit more, be a bit sharper than they can be considered up there with the likes so of Rashford. I think Rashford obviously edges it like Pete said. He's sort of all-round. You can play him down the middle, on the left. His free kicks are ridiculous. He takes corners, he takes pens. He's, you know, he's he's all-round. So, I'd say uh, Cal, um, Calvert-Lewin is third out of the three with Tammy second and obviously Rashford edging cool. it.
1: All right. Carl.
0: Who's
1: your Who's your he's your top out of the
2: three? Um, I'm 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 a huge Rashford fan myself. Mm. Um, I haven't seen that much of Calvert Lewin, but uh, when I did see him last season, I wasn't that impressed by him, mm. and um, I didn't really get that excited about him until um, Carlo Ancelotti went to Everton, and, and then he sort of made this public kind of a sh- show of confidence, which mm. I, at first I kind of thought, okay, maybe that's just kind of like psychological mind games to try and make Calvert-Lewin think he's one of the best players in the world and play better. Mm. But when I started watching him, like he, he was putting the ball in the back of the net, um, he was in a decent sort of target man kind of job up front and, um, and he's a decent player. But I think decent is where I'm going to leave it there. I do think uh, mm. Rashford probably has a bit more to his game. Mm. Um, he's got the sort of wing play and, and he's so good with his, um, his pace and he's got quick feet. So, and, I, and I, like, I just like sort of players of that mould. Um, Abraham, again, he's, he's good with the target man kind of play. Um, and he's getting the goals. But I just think Rashford, like, the techers that he has and the way he plays the game, uh, I know sometimes he can kind of put his head down and be caught just sort of like with his head down, dribbling and just maybe running the ball into nothing. But oh. he's still young and uh, he is actually coming up with the goods and uh, playing for a club like Manchester United with the pressure that comes with playing for a big club like that, for them to lose uh, Lukaku in the summer and not replace him, um, that shows Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's faith in Rashford to be, you know, uh, the the main man, the the main striker for Manchester United. And I think he has actually repaid that faith. He's come up with the goals. So for me, Rashford is definitely... I, I actually want Rashford to win Young Player of the Year this season, but... With Trent Alexander-Arnold in the running, it's kind of like, it's it's a bit unfair, really. (laughs) Yeah.
1: No, I hear you. And I think I'd agree with all of your points. And I think, statistically, this has been his best season. And 14 goals in 22 games with five assists as well. Um, So, I think Rashford definitely is the best out of the three. But Calvert-Lewin and Tammy in spells have really kind of um, been, been impressive. The last outsider I had was actually Dean Henderson, the Sheffield United goalkeeper. Who's on loan from Man United, um, 10 clean sheets in the Premiership. He also had an assist away to Brighton. Um, he was the last person who I thought maybe has a real decent shot at it. And I think if the season was to finish and Sheffield United were to get into the Champions League, I think the push for him to be one of the players of the year would, would kind of go up. What, what are your thoughts, Pete?
3: Um, <clears throat> I can't remember the last time a goalkeeper mm. won any sort of award ever. Mm. <laughs> Not to say that they don't deserve it, but um, sure. Henderson's been an absolute, I mean, man, I don't know how many United do this with goalkeepers. They seem to just have this long production line of young yeah. goalkeepers that they send out on loan and they get better. Like we had Sam Johnson a couple of years ago, um, who eventually went to West Brom for about 10 million squid. Um, We've got this Dean Henderson guy. Oh. And then, you know, they, they just, they just kept Ben Foster there. over. The, the years and this I don't know how they do it, but yeah, Dean Henderson for sure. I think um outside of the England squad next year as well. Mm. Yeah. Good
0: definitely. shot. Yeah, he'd be my cool. he'd be my dark horse on uh on, on the PFA young player of the year. You know, the mm. the uh the success story that no, no one saw come in. He is a really good he mm. is a really good keeper and uh definitely in for the England call up as well. Mm. Cool. cool. <clears throat> Moving you, on. Oh, yeah, yeah, on.
1: Definitely no, the one thing I would say is that Out of our list of 13, only one of them doesn't play for England, which kind of bodes well for the English national team moving forward. So, yeah, good Mm. stuff.
0: Great shout. That's positive for England moving forward. Right, we've got um, Corona 11. We'll just briefly jump on this. So every week, Ash has been keeping us up to date with players, both past and present legends and whatnot, who have unfortunately... uh, contacted with coronavirus and they've sort of been safe or they've been unwell and we've been adding this to our Fantasy eleven. So have you got any updates, Ash?
1: No. Well, a few players have been announced as being tested positive at Brighton, Dresden, and there was somewhere else as well, um, and Torino. But those players haven't been actually confirmed as who they are. So we're not going to add anyone in. But again, our message is just we hope that everyone gets better soon. We hope that everyone who's had to experience COVID-19 um, their family and their friends kind of get better, and yeah, let's just hope that we're all back playing and watching football very soon.
0: Nice talking of uh, playing and joining football. This leads us nicely onto general news. So, kicking off with this head, this headline or just news about uh, Aston Villa joining a few other Premiership teams opposing finishing season at neutral grounds. Um, so this this made the news that there are quite a few teams mm. uh, Villa. Uh, Brighton, West Ham have publicly opposed the idea of completing the Premier League season and neutral grounds. Um, just Ash, what's your thoughts on this sort of... Do you think playing at neutral grounds is a good idea to see about the season? So, you know what? The the
1: longer this, this goes on, the more I'm thinking that we shouldn't even just be playing football at all. I think we should actually just get it completely sorted, like end the league and come back ready to go in in, in August. Um, a number of kind of countries which we'll kind of go on to are trying to start their league, but they're still having outbreaks and cases so all it's doing is it's just kind of saying it looks like we're rushing this too much. Um, neutral grounds make sense, but you're still going to require press to be there. You're still going to require cameramen to be there. You're still going to need the ambulance services to kind of be there. There's still so many people that are going to be around those neutral grounds that if one person gets it, you could actually shut down an entire, an entire t- um, set of teams again. So I'm actually getting to the point where I'm just completely against the league coming back and just everyone just needs to kind of just relax and like, get past this.
0: Yeah. I mean just safety first, sort of yeah. Keeping keeping away fans. I mean away fans are notorious. They they, they go they follow their team through thick and thin, they travel mm. up motorways, they put the miles in, they spend their money, they go they have a drink, majority of them and whatnot. Mm. So to try and keep away fans from the town centre or from the high mm. street or whatever is gonna be a logistical nightmare. Um just over to you, Pete. I mean, Aston Villa are obviously uh, in the relegation zone. Um mm just your thoughts and a team with such a poor away record, I think they've got the second worst behind Norwich. Yeah. Um, for, um, for, a team, for a team that struggles with away form uh, and quite quite a lot of your games, are, you know, you've got quite a lot of games at home still to play.
3: That's right. Yeah. We've got six out of the last 10, I think, to yeah. play at home. Um, I mean, yeah. I sort of echo what Ash was saying, really, in that there seems to be this rush to get football back and I don't, I don't know. I mean, the economic part of it, I understand because there's a lot of people that are, that have jobs at football clubs and they're not going to get paid for a long time. And there's there's all sorts of things with prize money and like lower league clubs are going to fall by the wayside if we don't if they don't start the season up again and get and get people into the ground. But it's such a difficult, tricky balancing act. I don't. I just don't know how. I don't know how you do it. I mean, for me, there's three options. You end the season now and the league table is, as it stands. Villa get relegated, Liverpool to champions. Um, You can just cancel the season, void it and say, right, the 1920 season sort of never happened. Or you do what they're they're looking at doing and and trying to bring back the season. And there's no ideal way um, in all three ways. And obviously, because I'm a Villa fan, I'm biased, but, void the season, personally. I just think void the season. But then there's all sorts of knock-on effects with, okay, what do you do next season with Champions League places? Um, is it really fair that Liverpool were looking like they're going to win the title, but don't get that? But then, and of course, if you just award them the title, or if you say, okay, well, you can play your, your two games that you need to win it, the fans aren't going to be there to enjoy it. There's not going to be any open-top bus parade for them to enjoy. So that what, are they are going to celebrate in, in an empty stadium? It's like, I don't know how much the fans are being... I don't know how much the fans actually want the season to start. I think a lot yeah. of them are like we want football back, but now I think apart from Liverpool fans obviously and teams that are looking for promotion, I don't I don't think there's a big um I don't think there's a big th- for for the, for the season to get restarted anytime soon personally, but I might be wrong.
0: Mm. We hope they can we hope they can resolve it because yeah, it does leave a lot of questions unanswered. So hopefully this this gets resolved. Um I know uh there was news Gary Neville saying that these Premier League teams are, are blackmailing the Premier League and refusing to to take part because out of the twenty teams or so, I think fourteen had agreed. Or you only need a you need a majority, you know, a vast majority in order for it to go ahead. So um, was
3: was it that was he, was he was he saying that the 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 teams are blackmailing the league or the other way around? Because what I read is yeah. that. If, they, if the teams don't agree to finish the league, then there will be sanctions put on them and there will oh, be repercussions okay, I'm way around, them. Yeah. I think it might have been the other way around, but I might be wrong, I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, it is. That's what you were saying, because he's thinking that the Premier League are putting pressure on mm. making this happen, because obviously the Premier League will lose money. And I completely get the economic argument and you want people to work and you want those things to happen, mm. but every single time we, go, we get closer to a resolution, someone else gets sick or yep. someone else kind of stops it. And it's actually getting to the point where Like, Germany were meant to be back next weekend, but now Dresden, the Dresden players got got sick, so now they may have to delay that restart. If if we're not ready to go fully, I don't think we should push it. That's just my view. Um, Agreed. Agreed. You can't rush these things. I agree.
3: And Stan, I don't know how how familiar you guys follow Stan Collymore on Twitter, but he was saying, I mean, he brought up the guy at Montpellier, the junior Samba, who was in a coma from COVID, and said, you know, if you start... The season, and this to a player in the Premier League, you're looking at corporate manslaughter. Mm. It's, you know that that sounds a drastic thing to say, but it's kind of true. I mean, Sergio Aguero's come out and said he doesn't feel safe yeah. playing the game. Um, so, at what point do you force players to play a, a game they don't want to play? I don't. You know, there's so I'm many actually, different permutations. To this
2: I haven't actually heard that phrase before. Corporate manslaughter. And mm. That that sounds very very serious. So it I, does, I
3: doesn't it? Have... Yeah. yeah.
2: It being worked to death. But
3: that's what we could be looking at. Yeah.
0: Yeah, which we which we don't want. We which we don't want. Um, one league who is, I mean, you touched actually touched on the Bundesliga, which they oh. you know they're trying to lead the way, but they've already faced an issue with the Dresden players. But also in South Korea, the K League um, seems to be going ahead with uh, exclusion of supporters, uh, no handshake between the players. Uh, restriction be- between talking to the players, between the players, <laughs> the coaches, um, no spitting or blowing up yeah. nose. Now, you know, <laughs> you know, and it's just, um, where do they draw the line? You're, you're it's gonna a get... it's football
3: without spitting, man. it yeah. a good <laughs> <match>. <laughs> it's, it's spitting in a match. It's crazy. Slide in it. <laughs> yeah.
0: So it's just, I don't know how they're going to be able to, to do this because it's a contact game. You know, you're not going to be able to give your opponent... Uh, two meters social distance out of the respect, and then <laughs> could you us, imagine? Yeah, well, some players can't get near, other players, you know. There's, there's, <laughs> but there's there's been social distancing between certain teams <laughs> for years. For years, we won't, we won't mention any names, and I'm sure Pete will have a uh, mention of the social distancing of the league. Uh, oh, no. the league. Um, but just I mean, it's, it's, you can't, you know, play, play play the game with a mask on, but then you sort of you're. You
3: um You will be able to breathe properly. Yeah, yeah, you're
0: breathing and it's it's just a fast really, so I don't know how they're gonna gonna, gonna deal with that. Uh thoughts on I the I personally KT.
3: think cancel cancel the season and start football again for the Euros next year. That's my proposal.
0: Nice, nice. Um so moving on, we've got just in some transfer news, we've got Sane, uh with Manchester City, you know, such an exciting player.
1: Mm.
0: Won the PFA Young Player of the Year or so, was it last year? Yeah, what?
1: not a year before, 17, yeah. 18. Before.
0: Phenomenal, phenomenal player, uh, was dropped by Germany for the World Cup, but didn't, didn't make it. Uh,
3: Unbelievable just... decision. Unbelievable. Well, I don't know if it's no down sense. to
0: attitude... Yeah, that was a ridiculous decision. He was, he was firing. He was, he was one of the best players in the, in the world, young players as well. Uh, and they're talking about him going to Bayern Munich, but Manchester City are looking to let his contract run down where they could possibly get, you know, a quote of 120 million or so. Um, I don't know what your thoughts on that. Ash?
1: Uh, listen, Leroy Sane is probably my favourite young player in the league. He is absolutely Outstanding. Obviously, we need to see what he comes back from, how he comes back from the injury. Um, but, yeah, I, <clears throat> the big thing for me is, so, and I, again, I have, a, I have a bit of an, an agenda against Pep when, with how much he kind of um, tinkers and changes the team. Sané was in fine form, and then he kept moving him out, and then Bernardo Silva played one side, and then he was coming off the bench. And I think that was really shook the relationship between them. Obviously, the injury kind of affected what happened this year, which means he's only got a year left. So I think he'll stay and he'll go for free and he'll become one of the best players in the world. But he'll also have an absolutely astronomical wage packet because he's going to go as a free, as a free transfer next year. Mm. Um, and we, I know we, we were speaking about money earlier on, but he's, he's set to become maybe the richest paid player in world football. If you think about him, him going for a free transfer, they'll be able to put all of that money into his wages.
0: That's yeah. I mean, if it, well, he wants to go I think he wants to go mm. to Germany, he wants to go back mm. to Germany, and Bayern Munich seems to be the only team that obviously the powerhouse that they are. Um, I had them down as winning the Champions League this year as my sort of not, you know, yeah, I think I had them down and if they added mm. Sané to their team <sighs> next year with like Serge Gnabry. Um, of everyone else. You
3: can,
0: yeah. You can forget about it. So it's quite interesting that he's just been left by Pep. Obviously, there's issues there um, between the two. And hopefully, now he's, you know, once he's fighting fit, it'll be resolved and, you know, gets the money that he deserves, although it is ridiculous money. Um, are you a fan, Pete, of.
3: Uh, very much so. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. I'd say I think it was criminal that he didn't get in that mm. German squad for the World Cup. Um, I'm not sure what Joachim Lowe was thinking um, I mean there was question marks over attitude I, I mean I didn't see that playing for Man City um, there was some question marks over his form playing for Germany but as we know international football and trying to keep form in international football is so much more different than keeping form like if you're either on form on the day or you're not when it comes yeah. to international football you know it's one of those I think if you I think if we put him in that team I think Germany probably would have swept up but there we go
0: Oh, interesting. Do you think?
3: Yeah.
0: I think they go top further, top for sure. They go yeah,
3: for oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah. I don't think anyone's seeing France. I think the way France was set up, it was destined, you know, just... It yeah. was, it was, it was, it was, I think France could have won it two, three times over, arguably. Well, it depends if they're Belgium, you know, if they had a place... I think if they played Belgium in the final, I think just the
1: it's weird. That semi-final, just, it's almost like it came a game too early for, for Belgium. Um, but yeah. No, interesting, interesting. Mm.
0: Also, I think France, a lot of the French players had sort of been there and done that, you know, at at the higher end of the... Managing your country's expectation is is a lot to take on. And Belgium, this is the golden generation and, you know, phenomenal. Um, But yeah, anyway, moving on. Right, Um, right. They often say that uh, scoring a goal is better than sex, (laughs) arguably. Uh, some of the goals I've scored, I can, uh, I can, I can echo that. And, uh, there is passion. There is passion in everything we do, especially football. This story of Iniesta, the, arguably the greatest midfielder, one of the greatest of all time, uh, was phoning around a couple of parents uh, for uh, who, you know, sort of who had who had sex during the night that he scored that memorable goal. Against Chelsea in 2009 to take them to the final, final in Rome, um, sort of to celebrate the anniversary of the goal. So this this was this was a funny story. Just ringing up a few parents and speaking to the kids and saying, you know, had you seen the goal and. You know, do you know you was conceived that night? Quite an interesting topic in Spain, you know. They're very red blooded and you know, I don't think that would have been happening on a, on a wet night in Stoke. <laughs> You've got to keep warm somehow, yeah. That's it. Well, yeah, yeah, there's lots to do. There's going to be a lot of uh, COVID babies, a lot of winter babies at yeah. the moment, the way everyone's on lockdown. So, I don't know if you guys saw this, it was a bit of a light hearted yeah, the, the show,
1: yeah. It was top funny, goal. man. What a guy, yeah, it was top, top goal.
0: Top top. anything to put Chelsea always puts a smile on my face so it just led me to raise the question uh, I know I said it off, offline before but I just say it to you and for our listeners um, what goal would you like to have been conceived to if you could have mm. been if your parents could have got it on uh, off the strength of a, res- a result going your way might have been a promotion might have been a uh, a cup winning goal or something happening or a goal Uh what, what goal would you like to have been conceived to? And what goal would you like to ha- make a child to? What, what, would you, uh, what goal would represent your lovemaking, as it were? And I'm doing the motions. I know you can't see, but... We <laughs> <laughs> don't need to see.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, Pete, do you want to shoot first? Does, does,
3: does it have to be... Does, for me being conceived, does it have to be a goal around the time that I was conceived? Or just um, any goal?
0: Are you going to say 1966?
3: I wasn't conceived in 1966. So are you,
0: was you going to say that? To
3: say that? <laughs> no, 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 no. Because
0: if time wasn't... No, uh,
3: well, I, I scored a goal? really good goal with Laurent Blanc on FIFA 98 once. Can I have that? <laughs> <laughs> it was in the final. It was an amazing goal from about 35 yards. <laughs>
1: we'll
3: take that. It we'll was take the winner. That, Other that's what you- than that, Savo Milosevic in the uh, 96 League Cup final.
1: Yeah, nice. I remember that final, actually. Uh, yep. Yeah um the goal i would be conceived to is um the 89 at the end of the 89 season um when was it thomas? thomas yeah michael yeah. thomas went through and scored in the last minute um won the
0: league at anfield yeah
1: that would be cool um that's a couple of years out the goal that the stat would describe my ability in the bedroom um, would be Dennis Bergkamp in the World Cup, 98. Yeah. Against Argentina. Yeah, great control, um, a little bit of silk and an emphatic finish. (laughs) (laughs) Sums me up.
2: Um, I'm not sure on the exact year, but I'm going with Roberto Carlos... Uh, the Latour Noir. 97 oh, oh, yeah.
3: 97. Wow. Uh,
2: what a goal to be conceived to that would be. Um, just kind of uh, making me with a with a lovely little bit of a uh, of class, you know. <laughs> that's, that's what I would like to to think. That's, um, there's a lot to on that. <laughs> 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 what
3: <you're> saying hell. <laughs> Sorry, Carl. Sorry, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> Swerve. Yeah. I meant to say swerve. swerve. Yeah. Let's,
2: let's just say. Let's just say it was made with a, a different type of technique, right? <laughs> nice,
0: nice. And um, if, you, if you could make a. Oh, so you're just saying that goal? Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with a goal being conceived to. I'm going to. Uh, love was in the air. Uh, Euro '96. It's coming home. Ooh. Gaza against Gaza. Scotland. Gaza.
3: Yeah.
0: You know, against the You know, against the, against the Scots. Um, I think there was more sort of. Jubilation when we beat the Dutch, but the whole that whole period of, of Euro '96, everyone was just—I mean, we—I we, was I was only young, obviously not that young to be conceived around in times, but uh, definitely for the whole uh, jubilation of Gaza and England Euro '96. And if I would uh, make a child to this goal, much like you, Ash, uh, it was Dennis Burkham, but it isn't um, Newcastle. It isn't. It isn't for me the the greatest World Cup goal of all time, uh, that Maradona's second goal. It is Dennis Bergkamp against Newcastle. Yeah, I knew it.
3: (laughs) That that crazy turn that no one... I still don't know how he did it. That
0: is strength, (laughs) skill, uh, forward thinking. He knew what he was going to do even before it came his way. You know, it's just everything you need uh, in order to... uh, So you're
1: basically saying that you're mind-blowing? Well.
3: (laughs) You want people leaving... And even going, how did he do that? How
0: did he do that? Scratching her head thinking, how has he done that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> getting a round of applause, getting a round of applause. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. I didn't and I didn't also, actually say one that I would like to concede to you, actually. I'll, I'll just put the okay, jump in okay. with uh uh, Georgie way off for, for Milan from the halfway line going through um, everyone because I just go on and on and on and on <laughs>
3: <laughs> in that case I want to I want to change my answer to Matt Letizia against Newcastle Oh. where he's <laughs> lobbing it over people he's all <laughs> over the place left people on their backs and then sort of fumbled it into the net
0: <laughs> that'll be me <laughs> oh
3: Average average finish. <laughs> great great build-up. A bit all over the place, but an average finish.
0: <laughs> what a great segment. What a great segment. Okay, moving on, moving on. Um, from sort of free-flowing goals and talk of, of love and sex to our love of Italian football oh. being tight and uh, no-nonsense. A team of the 2000s. I'm just going to go through... Uh, the team quickly because I'm conscious of time and then just a bit of information we've got in goal we've got arguably the greatest goalie of all time uh, Buffon nine league titles a world cup Um, did he ever win a Champions League?
3: No 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 he never I think he was uh, he played in the final didn't he and then yeah three. and then uh, he played again more recently though didn't he in the final was it was it in a Uh, um, semi-final they got knocked out
1: no, nah, he played in the final in 2015 against um, yeah, that Barcelona. That sounds about right.
3: That sounds about right. Yeah.
0: So yeah, that that that's uh, so Buffon in goal. We've got Cafu on the right. Three straight World Cups, most capped Brazilian uh, league titles and Champions League. I know we're all a fan of Cafu mm. as a defender and as an attacker. Uh, yeah. We've got we've got Nesta.
1: My personal
2: favorite,
0: what personal a centre back. Three league titles, World Cup, two Champions Leagues.
2: Decorated. Mm. Very
0: decorated. And then we've got the only defender to win a Ballon d'Or, Cannavaro. Mm. Um, Maldini. I right there. On the left, though, as I keep saying, because I know actually we've, we've had him as the centre-defence mid, uh, yeah. and, and as a left-back. Um, I think he'd be player of any, any decade, really. Greatest left-back of all time, you could argue. Um, just what was interesting just as I, as I went through this Serie A team is I know it sounds a bit silly but how many are, are Italian which just yeah. goes to show about the league during that time I know in the Premier League and in Spain it'd be I mean maybe Spain you'd have a, a lot more because you've got you know Barcelona where football that influenced the, the Spanish, yeah. Spanish national team but how many English players would get into a Premier League team of the decade would yeah, true, true. be interesting um, in front of the back four we've got De Rossi Mr. Roma. Um, or missed the yellow card, uh, absolute <laughs> nutter. Um, we've got my, behind the badger, we've got my favourite Italian, Pirlo. Just, 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 if you're talking sort of fluidity and just amazing touch and just controlling the pace, calmness. Um, did really well in big competitions. And then we've got our Brazilian, Kaka.
1: The best assist. One of the best assists I've ever seen. In, in the, the Champions League you get to Oh Liverpool, get. my gosh! What a goal! Mm. What a
0: goal! And they they actually made the Champions League final twice, then didn't they? Because they beat they beat Liverpool yeah. and lost to the... Um, in two thousand
1: and
0: seven. Yeah. So Champions League winner, Ballon d'Or winner, and just phenomenal, phenomenal Brazilian player. Great, great burst of pace as well. Ridiculously fast. You wouldn't usually think mm. about it. And then we've got Del Piero on the left of a three three uh, league titles. Uh, World Cup all-time scoring appearance maker for Juventus.
1: What a player!
0: On the Probably right, one of
2: the best Italian players I've ever seen. I just yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Game. Yeah, he was. He was especially like I know this is for the for the um, noughties, but in in the nineties, he kind of defined the Italian league, like going to the Champions League, winning things. Like he was just such such an elite player.
0: And then we got Totti. Um, Helping helping uh, Roma to win the league. They'd gone a, a very long time without winning the league. Mm. And then Shevchenko, Champions League winner, Ballon d'Or winner. Just absolutely unstoppable. Um, yeah. Pete, you a big fan of any of those players or team teams over the years?
3: Certainly uh, Perlo. I mean, someone put um, some Perlo highlights on Twitter the other day and I was just... I was just gobsmacked how good that guy is. I mean, I, I've seen it, but then when you put on highlights package there, you go, and Jesus Christ, that guy was unbelievable. Yeah. Like you say, he's fluid, strong, had great touch, had an eye for a pass, uh, just boss midfield. I remember England played against him not so long ago, and he just absolutely annihilated us in the midfield. And he wasn't. We just had nothing like him.
0: He wasn't, he wasn't especially fast. Um, no, 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 And it's like, it no, he didn't need to be. Just mm. And he just scored that, uh, the little dink penalty. Mm. Um, great free kick taker. Scored against us as well. Just a phenomenal player. So that is yeah. the team of the 2000s. Buffon, Maldini, Cannavaro, Nesta, Cafu, De Rossi, Pirlo, Kaka, Del Piero, Shevchenko, Totti and the manager, Ancelotti.
2: I, I Ancelotti. absolutely love defenders and... Um... To be honest, looking at Cafu, I just kind of have to say, as much as I do love Maldini, Cafu, for me, is is arguably one of the best right-backs of all time. Um, I did like I Javier Zanetti as well. I feel like Zanetti... Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, he's um, one of the guys I've mm-hmm. put down as missing as well.
2: And But the, the two of them, yeah, they're just absolutely incredible. Cafu's engine, like, he was up and down the pitch like nobody's business to late in his 30s. He's just... I just didn't I'd never actually seen an athlete like that before until I saw Catherine I didn't know that the human body could actually cover so many miles on the pitch he was just up and down up and down up and down amazing player
0: yeah well you've got to be special to get to three World Cups there you go Mm. over the years nice 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 okay as we move swiftly on um, going from a team of the decade to where are they now Premier League's Um, best young players of 2009 2010 a decade later uh, where are they now now this team is sort of a who's who of uh missed opportunity you might say or you know one or two players we've really pushed on one player in particular so i'll just go through and then ash and Pete, we can just Mm. talk about these Uh, we've got uh, and unfortunately there's four Arsenal players in there <laughs>
1: and which, everyone flopped,
0: which, which says a lot <laughs> which says a lot about sort of that time at Arsenal uh, the faith that Wenger had uh, for some of these players right we've got uh, uh, Vito Minone in goal Vito Minone uh, sort of disappeared uh, he went to, went to Hull and a sold to Sunderland in 2013 um, Recently lost his place... Oh, eventually lost his place to Reading, and then he ended up in Denmark. Mm. Not great. I um, don't think he was...
1: I never really thought he was that good anyway, to be honest. No. Like, yeah. I wouldn't have ever put him in a in a team of the, the decades for young players, but hey-ho. Uh, Raphael. He
0: yeah, they, they were twins, weren't they? Was there
1: other <laughs> Yeah, Fabio. Fabio. Fabio was the other one. Yeah. Raphael was the better twin. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Um... So he was a regular for Man United, uh and he took over from Gary Neville and John O'Shea. But then sort of never really, never really went on. He spoke about sort of world-class Brazilian defender in Cafu. This is the opposite here with Rafael. Hmm.
3: It's, a, it's a big boots to Phil, though, to be fair. Let's yeah. be fair to him.
0: <laughs> uh, now, this is an interesting one. Phil Jones was was viewed as uh You know, the next England captain, he was coming from Blackburn, United signed him. I know Arsenal were interested and I was really hopeful that they'd get him at the time. And he's had a bit of a fall from grace. He gets a bit of a hard time, does Phil Jones? I
3: I think he gets a bit of an unfair, hard time from from people. He looks looks a bit clumsy, but I mean, I remember seeing when he came through for Blackburn, he's playing in midfield at the time and he looked absolutely dominant. I think I thought this kid's going to go somewhere. And obviously Ferguson saw the... The upside of it of signing him, and he did. And then, obviously, Fergie left, and he's just sort of, I don't know, he muddled his sense. way through the rest of his career. Really, yeah. yeah Injuries, a bit of a shame. Yeah. And, and there's that. There's
0: that classic meme of him sort of. Uh, hitting, is, it, is it the, the ball, ball to the face or?
3: Um, sort it's of when it, staggering. To it's the he's throw. headering the ball while lying on the floor, isn't he?
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> is it someone that's going through on goal, and he and he just flicks it with his head while lying on the floor? I mean, that's great defending but people seem to take the mick out of him for it. I don't know. I um, feel a bit sorry for him.
0: Yeah. Another defender who I feel is really good. And after leaving Man United sort of floated around and has had a, and he went to West Brom, he's had another lease of life recently, but Johnny Evans, and there was yeah. a lot of, he was a free agent and a lot of talks were Arsenal getting him again, but
1: yeah.
0: I feel someone who's really good.
1: Yeah, I think uh, he's really good. Really good.
0: Yeah, it's a tough time. Uh, so yeah, Johnny Evans, I think, he's still doing okay. We've got Im- Emiliano Insua, yeah, Brazilian. Liverpool. Sort of level- yeah, the fact I can't pronounce him, I don't even know who he is. <laughs> left back. He should have got left back. Should have got left back. Sorry. During the dark days of Roy Hodgson with Liverpool, not much to say there. Uh, oh, here we go. Now, someone who I've, I had a lot of time for but didn't really kick on was Denilson.
1: Nah, I, I didn't know
0: yeah, yeah, I didn't like yeah, him. I yeah. think he's pointless. I don't know, man. He was quite neat and he kept the ball ticking over, but I don't know. Maybe I was blinded by the... I, I, like think,
2: I think he was like an old school kind of a player mm. and the sort of modern football had kind of moved past him because I think these days you need to be, you need to have more to your game. Like if you're mm. going to be a midfielder, um, yes. you can't just be a defensive midfielder. You also need to be a really good passer of the ball um, and you need to, you just need to have different Facets to your game, and he just seemed a bit one-dimensional. And also, he wasn't really um, physically built to be like an out-and-out kind of holding midfielder. I'm going to sit Agreed. and protect the defence, and he wasn't good enough to be like an attacking midfielder and play behind, like playing number ten behind the strikers. So it was kind of like, as you're saying, it's kind of like, what's the point of this guy? <laughs> like, yeah, what is he really good at doing?
1: And he was about he was about the same build as Makalele, but didn't have the tenacity, didn't have the drive. Didn't have the positional awareness. Yeah, he just was such a nothing player that you kind of keep in your squad. You play him for Carlin Cup games, but we <laughs> were starting him for a number of games and just yeah, I just I just thought he was a complete nothing player. I a didn't waste think there, of time. there
2: were there were games when he, he did play outstanding football and he did show his potential mm. to be someone who could link up play, um, you know, play one twos and and and, and transition from defence into midfield very well. But yeah, apart from that, uh,
0: nothing. Alex Song uh, he was a rock for Arsenal and Cameroon um, was doing really well and then a surprise move to Barcelona couldn't get down uh, starting place and then moved back to London uh, with West Ham in 2014 played in Russia and Switzerland uh, yeah yeah sort of best
3: just- years at Charlton
0: <laughs> <laughs> he was a beast for Arsenal
3: he was a good player
1: I liked him I I really liked him.
0: Moving on, Mario Fellaini Fellaini. sort of seems to pop up. He popped up last night on Match of the Day scoring for Everton. Um, Went to the World Cup. Um, Martinez really likes him. Bit of a funny player. You you sort of would want to put him on 10, 20 minutes to go. Clearing the ball and sort of getting knock-ons. We've got right wing Lee Chong-Yong from Bolton. Um, He he was
1: actually really good. He was really, really good, but then got like some really nasty injuries. I I liked him. I liked him a lot.
0: We're going to save the best till last. Um, So this is—I could take the piss and say who I'm next and say, um, uh, but—and the forward was Nicholas Bentner, the guy who thought had some sort of god complex. He thought he was better than everyone. He was just thought he was better than he was, and just ridiculous. So so shockingly bad.
3: I think that's Birmingham City's fault. I he was a right, so. <laughs> I had to get a dig in there somewhere. Now I got look, two, two, two. of My best friends are uh, blues fans, and they they over Bentner when he was there on loan. he was one of the best strikers that's in there for a long, long time. Mm. Uh, so yeah, if the, if he's got a god complex, it's because of the blue noses.
0: He's currently uh, not at a club, as well as De and, uh and Ale- Alexander Song. So three Arsenal boys, currently free agents, and then obviously the last player and the person who's gone on to do the best thing since leaving Spurs which most players do is Gareth Bale (laughs) never Um, Never. won them you could say won them the Champions League you know two years when he scored uh, against Atletico and then the overhead volley against Liverpool Um, strangely left to rot on the sideline by Zidane and not really liked by the the Madrid fans because he's like Mr. Golf he loves golf he's got a life outside of football um, strange that someone um, so so good and that has won you things and um, scored some amazing goals in the Copa del Rey as well. Do you remember that goal? We ran sort of off the pitch and it came
1: round. Oh uh, man, it's uh, just phenomenal, uh, yeah.
0: phenomenal player. So he's obviously gone on to sort of great things. Um, sums up our players of the decade. Where are they now? Gareth Bale, phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal! Right. Gareth
2: career has been absolutely outstanding, hasn't it? And um, do, do you think he's, he's got one big move left in him? Like, do I do. He could go yeah. to maybe the Italian league or play for Milan or something like that. I think. He can come
3: How back old to is the he prim. now? Thirty.
1: I think he could come back to the Prem and still do something. I really do.
0: Where will he go, though? United, you could only really see dealing with sort of fitting him in and the salary. He wouldn't fit in City's team, I don't think. Liverpool, no way. We'd take him if we could afford him, but he wouldn't want to come to us. He He could go back to Spurs? He could go back to Spurs? Nah, what's the point? You can't go down. you sort of got to go... That's not even a... That's not even a... But but anywhere is down from Real Madrid. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, true. Well, Start. maybe you could go to Juventus and link up with uh, his countryman Aaron Ramsey and his former clubmate Cristiano Ronaldo. He's not a bad shot. They, 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 well. they got they got
1: they got got that side. So,
2: I've heard talk of them selling Dybala, though. Ooh. Blame
1: me. Mm.
0: All speculation, but we don't do speculation mm. in play We only deal with made <laughs> up made up stats. <laughs> yeah. We uh, we we blag it right. I'm just conscious of time, so I'm going to fly yeah. through this. Uh, uh, Hwang Min Sung has gone on military. Uh, has done his sort of military service. Uh, I don't know what you guys think about this.
1: It's worked out for him because I think he would have had to have done it either in the summer or during a season. So the fact that COVID's happened, it's benefited him and him and Spurs. But yeah, happy. I think he was like in the top five out of 127 candidates. So yeah, it's decent for him. Yeah, he's a I like pro- him.
2: I like, a lot. I like him. 157, I think it is. Yeah, 157. Um, so, yeah, according to this article we've got in Sky Sports here, he actually finished with a perfect record in shooting, which I think is quite, um, quite an achievement. You know, some people might think, oh, you know, he's an athlete, so you expect him to finish in the top five out of 157 people. Um, but uh, to actually, you know, get his rifle out and hit that target and be the, be the top boy uh, shooter, uh, maybe you could have an outstanding career in the military as well as uh, being an outstanding footballer.
0: Must be must be weird being sort of the most high-profile pro, high footballer in your country and in the continent, and then having to do your service. It's got to be really humbling, and it's an interesting one. But he seems he seems level-headed. He's always got a smile in his face. For me, he's he's Spurs' best player. For me, he's one of the best in the world. Um, so yeah, fair play to him, and, and well done on winning more medals while being. With the army than he has done with sports, <laughs> so you know we got hats off. Hats off to the you know South Korean military for actually giving him a medal that he deserves because he's never going to get one with the Yids. Well,
1: it? um, we'll definitely send that to the last two guests that we had on. <laughs> They'll enjoy that one.
0: Look at there. He's wearing his camouflage kit and uh, yeah, no, he's a phenomenal player. Phenomenal player. So makes me think which players you'd like to go to war with: Roy Keane, Vieira. Julian Dix, Redick, <laughs> Paul McGrath. it would be too Paul pissed. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, but he's also God. So you want God on your side. Yeah. When you're going to <laughs>
0: <laughs> well said, well said. Right. This, I, think this is, I think there's any more other um, notes from Calms, conscious of the time. We, we go, we've gone into extra extra time, no goals, no golden goal,
2: no goal. One story I gold. wanted to touch on uh, quickly mm. about uh, Sordell and Racine joining yep. the inclusion advisory board at the PFA, which I think is a it's a really positive story because um a lot of the time when we hear about um, sort of race relations in football, it's quite negative, isn't it? Um, but this is a real positive story um, that you know there's two uh, former black footballers that have been uh, put onto Uh, an advisory board at the PFA, so the Professional Footballers Association. So this is literally, you know, people talk about systemic racism and and uh, institutionalized racism. And this is an institution bringing black people in to influence how they inform policy in the future. And I think that's just so positive. And I think the PFA are leading the way for organizations with a move like this. Well done to the PFA
1: yeah I think for, for for change to be felt externally, it needs to start internally so this is this is a good first step. Let's see what happens from it
0: definitely, definitely. A lovely positive note to end with on today's show. right. our last bit, and this is the quiz that everyone loves everyone loves or so they so they tell me um, da, 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 so Pete. And Ash no. and Cal, you can get involved and our listeners it's can get off. involved. So today's quiz is going to be football names. Are these real players or digital names made up for football manager? The first name is Norte, Norte, N-O-R-T-E-I, N-O-R-T-E-Y, Norte, Norte, real or fake?
2: Or sort of real
0: or computer N-O-R-T-E-Y. game?
2: Real. Real. N O R T Y. Real? Correct.
3: Naughty Naughty, yeah.
0: The midfielder was a Chelsea Academy graduate who struggled with injuries. He now plays for Chorley in the National League.
3: Oh.
0: Danny Invincible.
3: Oh, true. R- real. That's real. Fake. It, Played yeah. Play for Swindon, didn't he? Is it Swindon? Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. The Australian forward is fondly remembered at Swindon. In April 2001, his injury time winner against Peterborough effectively saved the club from being relegated out of Division 2. He scored 25 goals in league and cup competitions whilst at the club. Go on, Danny. Prince Salami.
2: <laughs> Sounds like something about pepperoni <laughs> advert. Fake. <laughs>
0: that, ties in, that ties in with your Roberto Carlos goal, doesn't it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> There's been a few princes down the years, so so, uh, it could be true. Salam. Yeah, I'm going to go true. Why not? I'll
1: go fake.
0: Yep. fake. It is made up. Ah. A, tasty, a tasty talent from football manager who emerged under the tutelage of Smidge 87 at Fulham. So he was a player made up from Fulham. Here we go. Uh, oh, I can't pronounce that one. Ivica Stroke. Vika Stroke? I V I C A S T R O K.
3: Yeah, definitely real.
2: I'm going fake.
3: I'll go real then.
0: Fake. Ooh. It was only on Football Manager in 2020. Uh yeah, moving on. Right. Credence, Clearwater, Kuto.
3: Well, that's True. gotta be that's gotta be false. Named after a band, uh, maybe then, if it it is true.
0: Credence Clearwater. So you're saying real life player or championship? I'm saying real. It literally
2: sounded like three completely different names, (laughs) three names of three different players. But I'm going fake, though.
3: I've heard of the Credence Clearwater revival. So maybe if he's named after them, maybe he's real. But I'm going to say fake.
0: Right. You could say he ain't no fortunate one to have been given his name by his parents, who were huge fans of American rock stars, Credence, Clearwater, Revival. Mm. The journeyman Brasilia forward goes by the name of Polista to save himself and commentators any hassle. He's now in his early 40s and was seen playing for fu- football Cloud Santa Cruz. He's real. Named after the band, Pete. So, Fair. Here we go.
2: Jazzy Barnum Bob. Jazzy <laughs> Barnum Bob. That and was a good one. Barn- of knowledge on the band there, by the way. Fake. It's,
3: it's, that's my job, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: barn, and, barn and Bob is uh, hyphenated, so... It's fake. Not that it matters.
3: <laughs> oh, no, fake. Let's go fake.
0: Cal? Real. Correct. Ooh. 24-year-old sounds like he should be a tricky playmaker, but in fact he's a hard-working right back at Wrexham. Oh,
2: when?
0: Showcat <laughs> Sheckleford. Is it a real player or football manager player? Showcat Shekelford.
3: Fake. Fake. I'm gonna fake.
2: Yeah, go on, it's fake.
0: Correct. A 17-year-old target yeah. man who broke through at Luton while uh, Banassiya at Banassiya was football manager. I don't know. Right, Mark Deman. Mark Deman.
2: That sounds real.
3: Yeah.
0: Sounds Dutch, doesn't it? Mark Deman. Mark. Yes.
3: Yeah, let's, let's go real. Real.
0: a former Belgium international who is still playing in his late thirties, a defensive midfielder. He's always done his, he's always done as his name says and stuck tight to opponent. He is real. <laughs> right. Last two, Innocent Bachelor and Danger four pence.
2: Wow. <laughs>
0: I think
1: Innocent is real. And I think the other one's fake.
2: Yeah. Innocent sounds like a Nigerian kind of name. Yeah. It sounds I like a Nigerian
0: it. left back.
2: I'm so they're both true. Sorry. What what was the other one, Ben?
0: Innocent Bachelor and Danger
2: Fourpence. So first one real, second one fake.
0: Innocent Bachelor is made up for Football Manager. Oh, wow. (laughs) Uh, South African who was, <laughs> who was born born in twenty one twenty four and just signed a new contract yeah. to Liverpool
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Danger 4pence is real, it's a brilliant name and belongs to a defender who played at Caps United FC in Zimbabwe and it was last seen turning out for K- Kiglon FC so that concludes our podcast quiz of footballers names from reality or from football manager um you all did really well considering the circumstances of my pronunciation was like paul merson on a piss up um, <laughs> Pete, we want to thank you we, we want to thank you for coming on and dedicating your sunday to us as an aston villa fan
3: no problem man i've really enjoyed it thank you very much for having me thank yeah, you amazing. And, thank
1: you so much
0: yeah and you can check out Pete and everything he does at brum radio p is that right
3: yeah, Brum Radio, Pete on Twitter and BrumRadio.com for the station.
0: Yeah, and please check it out and check up all the all the great musicians and artists coming out of Birmingham. Ash, as always, big up.
3: Yeah,
1: man, love, love, guys, loved it. And Pete, wicked, man. I'm a I'm a, a Closet Villa fan because my granddad used to support Villa, so I always look out for you guys.
3: Top stuff, thanks, man. Um, closet Arsenal fan.
0: <laughs> you are now. <laughs> I am now. I
2: thought was going to say closet
0: something else there. I was thinking, is your wife? No.
2: Right. right. Big man. up, Cal. Shout out, yes, Cal. big up, big up. Lovely bit of bromance there between Ash and Pete. Um, <laughs> uh, I am not a closet uh, Villa fan, but uh, really appreciative of you coming down. Really appreciate appreciate you coming down. And um, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to uh, trolling you on social media uh, if the season kicks off and if Villa lose a game or something.
3: Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm used to it. Don't worry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right signing troll,
3: out troll away man troll away troll away.
0: signing out it is at uh, podcast play on at beer at bants is the umbrella all the great stuff that we're doing don't forget to subscribe share uh, weekly podcast of beer up and banner and then the other week is the football podcast thank you for listening make sure you subscribe and have a good week and stay safe yeah
1: see you later peace peace, peace. thanks uh,
0: thanks Pete
3: no no worries